Okay. Um, uh, I want to start again here. We're going we're to look at Joseph again. But anyway, uh, uh, I'm starting in Psalm 20. But notice, in your day of trouble, that's the reason we ask for praise reports. Because we got a long time between here and going to see Jesus. And we're not going to just go hide in, the, in somewhere and wait for Jesus to come tomorrow and not work and not do You can't read the Bible and, and see that. I mean, work, enjoy life. It's okay, praise the Lord. Uh, God endorses all of that stuff. He really does. You read, if you read, read the Bible, don't ask people. Read the Bible, praise the Lord. I mean, I don't mind if you don't ask me, but don't trust me. You make sure, Richard, you sure it's in that Bible? Yeah, let's look at the Bible, praise the Lord. Okay? But anyway, notice this psalm, Psalm 20. Now remember, just for fun, how many psalms are there? There's 150. And I'm telling you, they are all the same. They're on your side. In your day of trouble, now it has nothing to do with heaven. I mean, we got stuff going to happen today, I know. But it's okay. Jesus is a shield to us. That's what your prayers are. When things go wrong, oh, Jesus. Well, that's good. That's a good start. Jesus, help me. Get out of this. Okay. But a lot of times people just, we're, we've been taught so much stuff that the earth is four point something billion years old, which is not true. There's no evidence to that. Nobody's there to prove it either. You know, but they act like they know. And so by virtue of that, that means it just takes away the Bible because the Bible says in Genesis that death came by Adam. So all you got to do is prove there was no Adam and then you can say, there's no Jesus, there's no Bible. But that's not true. The Bible is true, praise the Lord. But anyway, back to this. In your day of trouble, may the Lord be with you. May the God of Jacob keep you from all harm. Now let's go watch and see what the God of Jacob did because Jacob has got some sons and that's where the children of Israel came from. Jacob had a daddy, his name was Isaac. Isaac had a daddy, his name was Abraham. Abraham had a daddy and another daddy keeps on going down the line until all of a sudden it's 14 and then there's uh, Adam. <clears throat> but anyway, the God of Jacob keep you from all harm. Now notice this is, we're dealing with descendants and we are descendants. Before I go any further, let me just show you because uh, a lot of times these things, that it's so easy to say, well, I don't know. I'm not sure if that belongs to us. Well, first off, how is it that you have a Bible in your possession? It's got to belong to you. We're not studying something that's not ours. But anyway, in uh, Galatians chapter 3, you say, I don't know where that is. Well, you can ask me later, but I'm just going to tell you right now. It's Galatians chapter 3, and look all the way down here at the end of this chapter, and let's see what it says. And now, look at this. Now that we are Christ, we are the true descendants of Abraham, because the stories we're going to see in Genesis are like, my goodness, God's taking care of them. Yeah, and we are the same. And we already have that psalm, may the God of Jacob keep you from all harm. Okay, we are the true descendants of Abraham and all of God's promises to him belong to us. Now that brings you hope. Just like the coach coming in, I know we're down or it's, it's close. They score, we score, they score, we score. The coach says, don't you worry. We got the guys upstairs watching this stuff. We got a plan. Let's keep executing. We're going to win this game. That's what. That's where you get that from. And this here tells you this morning that all God's promises belong to us. We're going to be fine. Now watch what happened to Mr. Joseph over here. Now, uh, last week, if you remember, Joseph was in uh, a lot of trouble. His brothers didn't like him. And they had reason to act the way they did. Because Joseph was actually getting under their skin. Joseph was having these dreams about everybody bowing down to him. 
And we covered from uh, 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 Genesis chapter 39 when Joseph, he was a captive of the Ishmaelites. He was a slave, basically. He was purchased. He was bought. He was a member of the... the uh, anyway, he, he was bought by a guy named Potiphar. And uh, who was the chief executioner. But anyway, notice this. The Lord greatly blessed Joseph. Now how come these same promises there in the home of his master so that everything he did succeeded? Potiphar realized that the Lord was with Joseph in a very special way. Verse 4 tells us that he put him in charge. He was his favorite. Uh, He was blessing Potiphar for Joseph's sake. Look at this. All of his household affairs run smoothly. His clocks, excuse me, his crops flourished. And here's what I want you to see: He didn't have a worry in the world with Joseph there. And listen, that promise belongs to you. Wherever you go, nobody has a worry in the world because you're there. Praise the Lord. Now, we know the story. So anyway, we're going to skip ahead. Some great things that happened look like some bad things happened, but every time it turned completely around, and uh, and Joseph uh, made it all the way to, uh, he was vice Pharaoh. He, he was second in command to, uh, uh, to uh, excuse me, to, to Pharaoh. Here, let me back up just a little bit. Uh, the very end of this here, uh, this is in Genesis chapter, uh, yeah, Genesis chapter 41. And it says here in verse 43 that Pharaoh also gave Joseph the chariot of second in command and wherever he went, everybody was told to kneel down. <laughs> Look at this. You'll have complete charge over all the land of Egypt. Oh, my goodness. See, sometimes we hear about Moses. Who was Moses? Oh, let my people go. Hello, that was obvious. That was going to happen. God promised that to Abraham, telling him that your kids are going to wind up, your descendants are going to go down to Egypt, they're going to be slaves for 400 years, but you're going to get out. Okay, so... Now let's go straight into 42. All right, when Jacob heard that there was grain available in Egypt, he said to his sons, now that's the brothers of Joseph. Jacob is the old man, the dad. And they're up north. Let's just say they're in Kentucky. They need to get down to Alabama where Egypt is. There was terrible famine. So what do we see here? Uh, When Jacob heard there was grain available in Egypt, he said to his sons, why are you standing around looking at one another? I have heard that there's grain available in Egypt. Go down there and buy some for us before we starve to death. Now, this wasn't like, go to Krispy Kreme, grab us some donuts. They were going to die. So, wait a minute. What do we get out of this? You ain't going to die. God's going to keep you safe. When? Well, notice when. He said, y'all going to just stand around and go get it. There's blessings everywhere. You should, that's the reason we all should be the most happiest people ever. And Psalm, I looked it up this morning, Psalm 43, verse 5 says, Why so downcast, O my soul? Put your hope in God. Well, I'll be happy when it gets here. Well, that tells us something. It's going to get here. It's not going to be forever. I mean, come on, do you tell a kid, hey, be happy. I'm going to buy you an ice cream cone next year. A kid's not going to be happy about that. But when you realize that God's going to help you right now, you can get happy. And that's what the psalmist wrote in Psalm 43. Okay, back to this. Chapter 42 of Genesis. He says, don't stand around here. Go get us some grain. So Joseph's ten brothers. Now remember, Papa thought Joseph was dead. Because the brothers got so mad at him, they sold him as a slave. But anyway, Jacob's already, his heart's been broken. As a matter of fact, I tell you what, the the numbers and stuff are there. You can go back and look. I think 18 years has passed. It's been 18 years since Joseph's been gone. 
Okay, here we go. So Joseph's ten brothers went down to Egypt to buy grain. However, Jacob wouldn't let Joseph's younger brother, now remember this, his younger brother Benjamin go with him for fear some harm might happen to him. Now he didn't take Benjamin because that was Jacob's, excuse me, that was Joseph's oh, brother from the same mother. Jacob had, he had a couple of wives. He had Leah and Rachel. The rest of them were born from uh, Leah. Well, actually, they had a couple of concubines in there. Anyway, so anyway, Jacob wouldn't let Joseph take the younger brother, Benjamin. Oh, one point here. If you remember, what did the name Joseph mean? His mama was so excited she had him. Joseph, or Joe you could call, was let me have another. So the name Joe meant God let me have another child. All right, anyway. For fear some harm might happen to him as his younger brother Joseph. See, he thought he was dead. So it was that Israel's son. Israel's the same name for Jacob. It's the same name. Okay. So anyway, Israel's sons arrived at Egypt along with many other from lands to buy food. For the famine was so severe. So I tell you, this was serious. I mean, people in other nations were dying. All right, watch what happens. Since Joseph was governor of Egypt. Now remember, we're like all of these people. We're like the sons and we're like this son here. So I mean, man, I tell you what, we got some bright future. Joseph was governor of all Egypt and was in charge of the sale of grain. It was to him that his brothers came and they bowed low before him. Now remember, that was the dream Joseph had, but it bothered his brothers. Joseph had a dream and said, we were, he said, I saw all these cotton bales. They all came up to my cotton bale and they bowed down. His brothers were like, hey, forget that. That ain't ever going to happen. But here it happened here. But now remember, they don't know this is their brother. So anyway, they bowed low with their faces to the earth. Joseph recognized them instantly. But pretended it didn't. Where are you from? He demanded roughly. Oh, it's payback time, it looks like now. He's going to get his brothers. From the land of Canaan, they replied, we have come to buy grain. Then Joseph remembered the dreams long ago. He just remembered them. It just came to him about those dreams. All right, let's see what happened. Verse 8 and 9 here. But he said to them, you're spies. <laughs> You've come to see how destitute the famine has made our land. No, no, they said. We've come to buy food. Now, we are all brothers, honest men, sir. We are not spies. Oh, yes, you are, he insisted. You've come to see how weak we are. Now, I'm going to tell you something in advance. We'll see it in a second here. But Joseph was using an interpreter the whole time. He could speak Hebrew, but he was using his interpreter. Tell him this, tell him that. <clears throat> so anyway, they said, oh, uh, he said, you're spies. You've come to see how weak we are. They said, sir, there are 12 brothers, and our father is in the land of Canaan. Our youngest brother is there. Now notice what they're doing. They're trying to say, no, 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 we're, we're 12 brothers. Yeah, they're standing before one of them. Our younger brother is there. Our, with our father. One of our brothers is dead. <laughs> no, he ain't. He's standing in front of you. So, Joseph asked, what does that prove? You're spies. This is the way I'll test your story. I swear by the life of Pharaoh that you are not going to leave Egypt until this younger brother comes here. <laughs> oh, man. One of you, go get your younger brother. I'll keep the rest of you here bound in prison. So he threw him in jail. Watch what he does. Then you'll find it. All right, here we go. 
He says, then we'll find out whether your story is true or not. If it turns out that you don't have a younger brother, then I'll know your spies. So he threw them all in jail for three days. But he changes his mind here. The third day, Joseph said to them, I'm a God-fearing man. I'm going to give you an opportunity to prove yourself. I'm going to take a chance that you're honorable. Only one of you is going to stay in chains. I think he kept Reuben. Yeah, well, anyway. And the rest of you can go on home with grain for your families. But bring your youngest brother back to me. In this way, I'll know whether or not you're telling me the truth. Now, you know, he knew. He knew they were telling the truth. And if you are, I will. Let's roll down a little bit. Let's see. We're in Genesis chapter 42, verse 20 there. Uh, I'll know. Uh, let's see. I will spare you. To this they agreed. Speaking among themselves, they said, this has all happened. Now the brothers are going, oh, no. This is happening because of what we did to Joseph. Now they didn't know it was Joseph. We saw his terror and his anguish and heard his pleadings, but we wouldn't listen. And notice Reuben spoke up because Reuben tried to save him. If you read the chapters before, he said, now let's don't do this. Didn't I tell you not to do it? Reuben said, but you wouldn't listen. Now you're going to die. because Now we're going to die because we murdered him. Well, he ain't dead. They thought he was. Of course, they didn't know it was Joseph. Oh, they didn't know that Joseph. Oh, oh, excuse me. No, I had that backwards. Look what verse 23 says. Of course, they didn't know Joseph understood them when he was standing there, for he had been speaking to them through an interpreter. So he was listening to them talk, and he's going, oh, man, they think I'm dead. Now, he left the room and found a place where he could weep. Oh, man. Can you imagine? What would you think if your life was totally history? Now, remember, Joseph, second to Pharaoh, has two kids. He named the first one Manasseh, which meant made to forget, because he thought, I've lost my family. But God has blessed me so much, and I just don't have to, I'm not thinking I'll ever see my family again. And his brothers show up. So all of a sudden, this is like, how much blessing can one person stand? You think God's blessed you, it is not ever going to come to an end. You're king, whatever, or vice pharaoh, and all of a sudden, your, your, your opportunity to see who? Dad. And I tell you, oh, you guys are spies. And they go, no, no, our dad's back home. Oh, so dad's alive. And, and Joseph wanted to see Benjamin too. And so he, that's the reason he set all this up. But anyway, he left the room and he cried. Returning, he selected Simeon from among them and had him bound before their eyes. Joseph then ordered his servants to fill the men's sacks with grain. Look at this. But also gave them secret instructions to put each brother's payment in there. See, they came down with a lot of money to pay for this grain. And Joseph told his staff members... Stuff all their, give them all the grain they want, but then put their money back in there. Well, they didn't find out till a couple of days down the road. Watch this. All right, we'll postpone that, of course. Here we go. All right, we're at verse 25. But he gave secret instructions to put each brother's payment at the top of his stack. Now, I'm going to tell you something. You know as well as I know, and you should expect it. In your life, sometimes just, it, it was well, not just sometimes, it just takes place. The money comes in that you didn't think you had. It's like, praise God. Where'd that money come from? I got a phone call this week. Something happened to me, praise the Lord. I, I, I thought, hallelujah. Glory. But anyway, he also gave them provisions for their journey, loaded up their donkeys and their grain, and they started for home. But when they stopped for the night, one of them opened up his sack to get some grain to feed the donkeys, and there was the money in the mouth of the sack. Oh, no. They're going to panic now. Look, he exclaimed to his brothers, the money is here in my sack. They were filled with terror. Now, what was this, $20 bill? This was mega money. 
Their daddy was rich. They were all rich. This was not lightweight money. You could just about say every one of them camels probably had about $3.5 million worth of stuff. And now their money's back. Oh no. So that's the reason they were filled with terror. Trembling, they exclaimed to each other, What is this that God has done to us? So they came to their father Jacob in the land of Canaan and told him what had happened. Now remember what they got to say, uh, you're missing a son again. Oh man. The king's chief assistant spoke very roughly. They said the king's chief assistant spoke very roughly. That would be Joseph. And took us for spies. No, no, we said, we're not spies. We're honest men. We got 12 brothers. Now daddy's going to get on to him for saying, why did you tell him we had 12? And why did you mention Benjamin? That's what next verse. Uh, verse 32. We're 12 brothers. Uh, sons of one father. Uh, one is dead. The youngest is with our father in the land of Canaan. The man told us this is... The, the, anyway, Joseph had told him, this is the way I'm going to find out if you claim to be who you are. Leave one of your brothers here and take the grain for your family and go home. And he said, bring your younger brother back to me. Then I'll know whether your spies are honest men. If you prove to be what you say, then I'll give you back your brother and you can come as often as you like to purchase grain. As they emptied out their sacks, there at the top of each... Uh, uh, at the top of each sack was the money they paid for the grain. Terror gripped them as it did their father. Okay. That would shock the dad. Now remember, this was not nickels and dimes. Jacob exclaimed, that's the old man, you bereaved me of my children. Joseph didn't come back. Simeon is gone. And now you want to take Benjamin too? Everything has been against me. Now you got to remember what's going on in Jacob's life. He thinks he's lost his son, but guess what? God's not done blessing him. You may think you've lost something too, but you need to be looking at the God of Jacob. The God of Jacob took care of Jacob because you know what's going to happen. Jacob's going to find out Joseph is alive. And not only is he alive, but he's, whoa, he is second in command at Pharaoh's house. Now I get some, some more information we're going to see in a minute. Pharaoh's staff is going to be so excited about Jacob, they're going to get government employees to go get him. Man. And remember all this stuff we already found in Galatians 3. All those promises are yours. All right, anyway, Jacob says, My son shall not go down with you, Benjamin he's talking about, for his brother Joseph is dead and is alone. No, and he alone is left of his mother. Now remember his mother died at this point too. Rachel's already died. If anything happened to him, I would die. Oh, yeah. Jacob, Jacob's thinking, man, it can't get no worse. But there was no relief from the terrible famine throughout the land. When the grain they had bought from Egypt was almost gone, the father said to them, go get some food. But Judah told him, the man wasn't fooling one bit. Don't come down here unless you bring Benjamin. In other words, unless your brother's with you, we cannot go unless you let Benjamin go with us. I mean, this is a family dispute here. He said, Jacob said, why did you tell him I had an, you had another brother? Israel moaned. Why do you have to treat me this way? But the man specifically asked us about our family, they told him. He wanted to know whether our father was still living. And he asked us if we had another brother. So we told him. Now, all these things are going to play into position later. They're going to know that was Joseph. How could we know that he was going to say, bring me your brother? All right, here we go. Watch what happens. Judah said to his father, send the lad. This is one of the sons. Judah said, send the lad with me and we'll be on our way. Otherwise, we're all going to die of starvation. And not only we, but you and all our little ones. Look at this. I guarantee you safety, Judah said. If I don't bring him back, then let me bear the blame forever. 
we would, uh, we would have already gone and returned by this time if you'd let him come. So their father Israel finally said to them, if it can't be avoided, then at least do this. Load your donkeys with the best products of the land. See, they had stuff. They just didn't have any food. They had gold. They had everything else. Take with the man all these gifts, balm, honey, spices, mirrors, pistachio nuts, almonds. Take double money so you can pay back what was in the mouth of your sacks. It was probably somebody's mistake. And take your brother and go. May God Almighty give you mercy before the man so that he'll release Simeon and return Benjamin. If I must bear the anguish of their deaths, then so be it. So they took gifts, double money, and went to Egypt and stood before Joseph. All right, here they are. They're back before him. Joseph saw Benjamin with them, and he said to the manager of his household, These men are going to eat with me. They're going to have dinner with me. Take them home and prepare a big feast. So the man did as they were told. They took them to Joseph's place. Verse 18, we're in Genesis 43. They were badly frightened when they saw where they were being taken. Well, they're just going to a special dinner. It's because of the money returned to us in their sacks, they said. He wants to pretend we stole it and sees us as slaves with our donkeys. Nah. As they arrived in the entrance of the palace, they went over to Joseph's household manager and said to him, Oh, sir, our first trip to Egypt, we went to buy food. As we were returning, we stopped for the night. Anyway, they opened, they found, he was saying, Look, we found all this money. Watch what this servant says. We opened, we found the money there. Here it is. We brought it back. In other words, hey, we're honest. We're honest. Look at verse 22. Along with the additional money. We have no idea how the money got in our side. Look what he says. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Praise the Lord. Look, he says, even God, even the God of your fathers must have put it there. For we, Look at that. He says, for we collected your money, all right? Praise God. Then he released Simeon and brought him out to them. Now, I'm going to stop this moment. I, I've had cases. I mean, I'm not, I, I, I'm like, how did that get paid for? I have no idea how that got paid for. I mean, well, this, is, this is not a funny book. These are real things, and these things take place for you. Anyway, they were then conducted to the palace and given water to refresh their feet, and their donkeys were fed. Then they got their presents ready for Joseph's arrival at noon, for they were told that he would be eating there. When Joseph came home, he gave them. Uh, when Joseph came, they gave him their presents, bowing low before him. He asked them how they were getting along. How's your father, the old man you spoke about? Is he still alive? Remember, he's using an interpreter. They said, oh yeah, he's alive. Looking at Benjamin, his brother, he asked, is this your younger brother? Now he knew him, but he was a little guy at the time. I think Benjamin, you can do the math here, but I think Benjamin was probably around four years old. Is this your youngest brother? The one you told me about? How are you, my son? Yeah, right. God be gracious with you, to you. Then the Lord made a hasty exit, for he was so overcome with love for his brother. Now, you remember, this is just shocking the daylights out of Joseph because he thought he would never see his family again. Anyway, and, and he had to go out, so he had to run out of the room a second. <clears throat> All right, let's see what happened. This is the end of this chapter right here. So he, he, he had to go out and cry. Going into his bedroom, he wept there. Then he washed his face, coming out, keeping himself under control. Uh, let's see. Now, look, Joseph ate by himself. His brothers were served at a separate table. Now, there's a reason for that. The Egyptians didn't like the Hebrews. You kind of keep them apart. Okay, whatever. The Egyptians despised Hebrews and never ate with them. He told each of them where to sit. Now, look at this. this the brothers were starting to wonder, huh? Joseph sat them all down in descending order of their birth. They still didn't get it. But they were going, 
How'd that happen? All right. He told each of them where to sit. He seated them in the order of their ages, from the oldest to the youngest. Now watch what else happened. Much to their amazement, their food was served to them from his own table. He gave the largest serving to Benjamin, five times as much as any of the others. They had a wonderful time bantering back and forth. Uh-oh, here comes that sinful word. Somebody broke out the cognac. Oh, no. They had a beer. Oh, come on. And the wine flowed freely. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. There's other problems people can have with drinking, but it's obviously not here. Okay? Look at that. So they were having a great time. Okay, that's the end of 43. Watch what happens. When his brothers were ready to go, chapter 44... Joseph ordered his household manager to fill their sacks with as much grain as they could carry and put in the mouth of each sack the money he had paid. Watch what else he did. He also told Joseph, no, he also told, he also told, excuse me, he was also told to put Joseph's own silver cup in Benjamin's sack. It's going to look like he stole it. With the grain money. So the household manager did as he was told. The brothers were up at dawn and they were gone. But when they were barely out of the city, Joseph said to his household manager, Go get them. And you know, you know that Pharaoh's staff was in on this. They knew. So they overtook them, chased after them, and stopped them and asked them, uh, Excuse me, I lost a little bit here. Uh, yeah, and asked them, What do you mean by stealing my Lord's personal drinking cup, which he uses for fortune telling? What a wicked thing you've done. So they caught up with them and spoke along these lines. Verse 7, what in the world are you talking about, they demanded. What kind of people do you think we are that you accuse us of such terrible things? We didn't bring, uh, didn't we bring back the money we found in our sacks? Why would we steal silver and gold for your master's house? If you find his cup with any of us, that one will die. <laughs> well, Benjamin's got it. Oh, no. All the rest of us will be slaves forever. Okay? They were just so sure they weren't going to find it. Fair enough, the man said, except the only one who stole it will be a slave. The rest of you will go free. See, that servant knew Benjamin had it. So here they go checking car number one, car number two. They quickly took down their sacks from the backs of their donkeys, opened them. He began searching the oldest brother's sack down to the line of the younger, and the cup was found in Benjamin's. Oh, brother. They ripped their clothes in despair, loading the donkeys again and returning to the city. Joseph was still at home. Now, he's fixing to expose it. He's fixing to tell him that he's Joseph. Watch what happens. Joseph was still at home when Judah and his brothers arrived, and they fell down before him. What were you trying to do? Remember, he's using an interpreter. <laughs> Didn't you know such a man as I would know you stole it? Judah, that's one of the brothers. Remember, Jesus is a descendant of Judah. Well, what shall we say, my Lord? How can we plead? How can we prove our innocence? God is punishing us for our sins. <laughs> Sir, we have all returned to you. Your, um, uh, let's scroll down. Uh, we've all returned to you to be your slaves, both we and he in whose cup the uh, sack the cup was found. No, Joseph said, only the man who stole it, he'll be my slave. The rest of you can go home to your dad. <laughs> Judah stepped forward and said, Oh, sir, please let me say this one word. Be patient with me for a moment, for I know you can doom me in an instant, as though you were Pharaoh himself. Sir, you asked if we had a father or a brother, and we said, Yeah, we have a father. He's an old man and a child of his old age, a little one. His brother is dead. <laughs> they didn't know it was Joseph. He's dead, and he's alone, left with his mother's children, and his father loves him very much. And you said to us, bring him here so that I can see him. But uh, we said to you, sir, the lad cannot uh, leave his father, for his father would die. 
but you told us don't come back here unless you bring him. So we brought him here. See, they're rehearsing the whole story. Uh, and he said, go back and, uh, anyway, when he said, go back and buy us a little food, we replied, we can't unless you let the little brother go with us. Anyway, my father said, you know, my wife had two sons and one of them went away and never returned. Doubtless torn by some wild animals. That's what Jacob still thinks. I've never seen him since. And if you take away, remember, they're telling this to Joseph. If you take away our brother from him, oh, also, in any harm befalls him, I'm going to die with sorrow. That's what Jacob said. And now, sir, if I go back to my dad with the lad not with us and seeing our father, life is bound up in the lad's life. When he sees the boy is not with us, our father will die. And we will be responsible for bringing down his gray hairs with, uh, uh, with sorrow to the grave. Sir, I pledge my, my father that I would take care of the lad. I told him if I don't bring him back to you, I'll bear the blame forever. Please, sir, let me stay here instead of the lad and let the lad return to his brothers. For how shall I return to my father's house if, uh, uh, if the lad is not with me? I cannot bear to see what will do to him. What will happen to him? Here we go. This is it. Chapter 45. Joseph couldn't stand it any longer. <laughs> this is so good. Out, all of you, he cried to the other Egyptians. He got them out of the room. His staff members. And he was left alone with his brothers. His brothers don't know yet. And he wept aloud. Now how loud was it? Well, let's just say they turned up the PA system. Look at this. His sobs could be heard throughout the palace. Remember, they weren't in some doghouse somewhere. And news was quickly carried to Pharaoh's palace. What's that racket? I am Joseph. He said to his brothers, is my father still alive? Now remember, he switched from speaking Egyptian to Hebrew. But his brothers couldn't say a word. They were stunned with surprise. Come over here, he said. So they came a little closer and they looked at him and said, well, you got an Egyptian beard. <laughs> Come a little closer. He said, I'm Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into Egypt. But don't be angry with yourselves that you did this to me, for God did it. He sent me here ahead of you. Look at this. To preserve your lives. I tell you, we are so taken care of. I don't, things we don't know. Let's just think about America a moment. Oh, as long as America. I'm not worried if America is America or not. I'm just worried, do I have Jesus as my Lord? And I do. And we all do. We don't even need to worry about that, is my point. Is That's the only thing that matters. Anyway, he said, he sent me here ahead of you to save your lives. These two years of famine, they were two years into it, right? I had seven total coming. We're two years into famine and it'll grow to seven, during which there will be neither plowing nor harvest. God sent me here to keep you and your families alive. Praise the Lord. So that you will, let's keep going, verse seven, uh, become a great nation. Yes, it was God who sent me here, not you. And he's made me counselor to Pharaoh, manager of this entire nation, ruler of all the land of Egypt. Now hurry, go get dad and tell him. Your son Joseph says, God has made me chief of all the land of Egypt. Come down to me right away. You'll live in the land of Goshen, which was the best property ever. Here, I'm almost done. Watch this. You'll live in the land of Goshen. And you'll be near me with all your children, your grandchildren, your flocks, your herds, all that you have. I'll take care of you there. Think about that. I will take care of you there. You men were witnesses of my promise to my brother, uh, Benjamin. He has heard me say it, for there are still five years of famine ahead of us. 
Otherwise, you will come to utter poverty along with all your household. Tell my father that all my power here in Egypt, about all my power here in Egypt, and how um, everyone obeys me, and bring him here quickly. Look at this. Then weeping with joy, he embraced Benjamin, and Benjamin started crying too. Oh my gosh. He did the same with each of his brothers who finally found their tongues. Can you imagine? Even the brothers thought, this is happening to us because of what we did for Joseph. And all of a sudden, oh, that is Joseph. You know, he was okay. And Joseph said, don't worry about what you did to me. I probably made you mad with all my dreams anyway. <laughs> he knew that. Wrap it up right here. So news reach, look at this. News reach, Pharaoh, uh-oh. Joseph's brothers have come, and Pharaoh was very happy to hear it. So were his officials. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, praise God. I mean, it's like we should be expecting a, a phone call from, you know, the president. I mean, I ain't too fond of the president, but I mean, I'm just telling you. But, but nonetheless, we got that kind of favor. Praise the Lord. Tell your brother. This is what Pharaoh said. Tell your brothers to load their pack animals to return quickly to their homes in Canaan and bring your father and your families come here to live in Egypt. Now watch this. Tell them Pharaoh will assign each of you the very best of the land of Egypt. You'll live off the fat of the land. Tell your brothers to take... Look at this. He gave them... He sent 747s. Uh, tell your brothers to take wagons from Egypt. What? To carry their wives and the little ones and bring your father here. Don't worry about your property. For the best of the, all the land of Egypt is yours. And Joseph gave them wagons. Praise God. Joseph gave them wagons as Pharaoh commanded and provisions for the journey. He gave each of them new clothes. Look at this right here. He gave each of them new clothes, but Benjamin, he gave five. <laughs> Man, he just piled it on his brother. And 300 pieces of silver. I'd give you, for instance, in this same book here, you could buy a slave for 30 pieces of silver. That's what Joseph was sold for. And he gave, he gave 300 pieces. Anyway, he sent his, his father... He sent his father ten donkey loads of good things of Egypt. I mean, when does this stuff quit? Ten donkeys loaded with grain, all kinds of food to eat on the journey. So his brothers sent out. Now look what he says right here. He says, oh, hey, you guys, don't quarrel along the way. <laughs> was his parting shot. And leaving them, they returned to the land of Canaan to their father. Now look at this. They're having to tell their dad. Uh, Joseph is alive, they shouted. And he's ruler over all the land of Egypt. But Jacob was like a stone. He couldn't take it in. But when they, excuse me, but when they had given, we're going to stop right here. But when they had given Joseph's messages and when he saw the wagons filled with food that Joseph sent, his spirit revived and he said, it must be true. Joseph, my son, is alive. I will go and see him before I die. Oh, the next chapter, you can go ahead and cheat and read it yourself. Uh, you can read it, it doesn't matter what Bible, but if you've got your living Bible, read it in the living Bible. Fantastic, fantastic. You can still see it in the King James too. Let me tell you what. Why do we get all that? Well, where, where are we heading? Well, we're, we're going to keep living, but we should be seeing these same things. I mean, it, it ain't ever over yet. Our God's going to take care of The God of Jacob keep you from all harm. Father, we want to thank you, Lord, that by your stripes we're healed. If we're not feeling good, you'll take care of that. If we're hurting financially, you'll take care of that. And if we're hurting in any area, you'll fix that, obviously. Lord, that doesn't leave anything left but for us to go tell our stories about how great you are. You're wonderful, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Glory.